0: And we're going to run right back to you right now and uh, continue this morning's uh, edition of This American Podcast, Comedy Edition, on at ComedySchoolsRadio.com, coming to you from the ComedySchools.com studios high above Old Town Scottsdale. Uh, we are uh, waiting with bated breath, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with great anxiety. Our nose is pressed against the window like a young pup uh, uh, for our phone call from this week's headliner at the uh, House of Comedy, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Located at 5350 East High Street. Jerry Roca. Now, there's been uh, some conversation off the air as to whether I am pronouncing his name correctly. Um, I'm saying Jerry Roca, and then I'm being told it may be Jerry Rocha. Is that what people are saying, Shirley? Maybe. Maybe, possibly. And we will, um, we will put this controversy to bed when uh, this very funny guy who's been on Conan, uh, Gabriel Iglesias' Stand-Up Revolution, Uh, last comic standing calls in and um, tells us about his shows this weekend at rick Bronson's house of comedy we're getting a call now we're going to take it and see if this is we don't know who it is we're going to find out it's 214 number it's my lawyer hello
1: hi tony
0: this is tony visico am i speaking with
1: Hey, this is Jerry Rocha. I'm the comedian at the uh, at Brick Thompson House of Comedy in Phoenix. i was supposed
0: to call you at ten this morning for an interview. Jerry Rocha, Yeah. As a matter of fact, you're live now. If that's cool. Hey,
1: that's great. How's it going?
0: Good. First off, you cleared up a uh, a, a raging controversy here in the studio. All right. And wow. uh, and I you're jo- we're joined this morning here uh, on this American Podcast Comedy Edition with uh, uh, Shirley Lowvisic, who is the producer of the show. It happens to be my wife and a very funny oh, look. Local- nice. Very local very funny local comedian Danny Garcia. Nice.
1: Hello everybody. How's
0: it going? So I had been pronouncing your name Jerry Roca. Now, <laughs> n- now in my defense, I was the only one who sat down and watched your videos. So that I knew oh, something you, you went. <laughs> and read right. your bio and okay. <laughs> and checked, checked you out so that I know something about it. But both of them and both of them happen to be of uh, um, Latino extract. Hmm.
1: Okay? Right.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, and they're, yep. they're telling me to go, no, it, it's Rocha. And I go, I don't yep. think so. But I was wrong.
1: <laughs> well, thank you. Well, I mean, I'll still go with yours since you actually watched my video. So.
0: <laughs> you're a very but funny guy, man. You, uh, uh, thank you. You're at Rick Brunson's House of Comedy tonight for two shows. Saturday yes. for two shows, Sunday for one show, correct?
1: Yeah, you're
0: absolutely right. Yeah, and uh, for those who don't know where well, that is, uh, Rick Bronson's House of Comedy, one of the most beautiful comedy clubs in the nation, and I, I, I mean that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's at 5350 East High Street. It's in uh, the High Street Entertainment Complex, which is very cool, right below Desert Ridge. You owe it to yourself to uh, go there and check out uh, a show because it is a very cool experience were you there last night Jared were you on the show last night
1: Uh, yeah I headlined the early show and then I did a quick spot on the uh, late show which is like a special birthday show for uh, my friend Jack who's also on the bill this week
0: so and we know we know Jack Asador and we know him quite well because uh, we are friends with his father about a year ago he actually came in studio and we both stared at each other and he goes I know you because I, I used <laughs> to do i used to do business with his father uh and have oh, perf- nice. and performed at the haha ha, and then we figured that out very very and i knew him when he was like a kid when he was like walking around going i gotta pop a pimple uh and uh, <laughs> become a very <laughs> funny guy did you watch the uh because we're trying to clear up some local controversy here and maybe you can help us if you'd be so bold uh okay. did you watch the late show last night
1: I did um, here's how committed I am to uh, stand up I did the show and then immediately bolted to see Guardian to the galaxy <laughs>
0: <laughs> we were just talking about
1: Literally, going <laughs> I we... just when I said hey let me go up first because I gotta get the hell out of here and like I just didn't I heard about everything that happened though, when I came back uh, when I came back after the movie
0: because we're, we're friends with a, a, a local comic, uh, Mondo Man Armando Placentia, and we're friends with Jorge Ruiz. And apparently, they're
1: not friends with each other, though.
0: I know, and I did not, you know, and I almost put both of them on the same show someplace not too long ago, and I'm glad I didn't. You know? Are
1: you kidding? I think you should. I think I think they should be on every show together now from now on after what happened. Yeah, I, I. I think it should be a constant. Who's going to take the first? like i mean that i why would you not you're sitting in a gold mine
0: yeah you're right
1: you're right right. you gotta do it i would book those two dudes together for every single show i'd make sure they're both on it at all
0: times we're trying to figure out because i i know mondo first off in a fair fight mondo physical fight mondo beats jorge okay hands down so uh yeah, I
1: didn't meet either one. I didn't meet either one, so I have no idea. I didn't see what they look like.
0: Currently. We're trying to figure out, and I'll see Mondo tonight. Uh, we're trying to figure out if it uh, if it's manufactured beef because they're both smart enough to uh, have, to have gone. All right, you know what? Let's start a feud. Let's start a Facebook feud. Let's get everybody talking about it. And then more people come out to our shows. So I don't know if you had any insight to that, if they were, like, slapping backs later going, hey, buddy, and counting money together. So, um... No,
1: <laughs> well, apparently it got really ugly, and, uh, they... Uh, there was no... There was no friendly anything. They didn't even shake hands before. They did their little roast of each other. And then they, uh... And then apparently they ended, um... Like, it got pretty uncomfortable... Really uncomfortable really awkward and uh yeah i don't think they were i don't think there was any you know lol we got them buddy ha! ha, ha in the back i think they hey. uh, i think they both kind of left on their own like kind of angrily and and yeah and i think they kind of made sure one left before the other so nothing else happened
0: i understood that uh jorge walked on stage with a jizz covered mondo man shirt and announced to mondo man your wife left this at my house so uh.
1: oh wow no I, mean, <laughs> I definitely saw the Jizz covered it's kind of funny eh? <laughs> I didn't know what that was for I just thought yeah I mean I usually that's in my writer actually I thought that was mine because I usually tell clubs I want a Jizz covered t-shirt of a local comedian um, in my dream room at all times And I thought that was I thought that I thought, oh, they'd listen but now I'm a little upset I have to call Rick Because uh, no, you now I thought that was mine
0: You need to call your attorneys, man Someone's uh... Yeah Now, did you like Guardians uh, of the Galaxy? I
1: understand is like Why would you Um uh, here's why I, I don't know how true that is because I don't know why you would fuck a guy's wife with his t shirt on her. Like, that just doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. make any sense whatsoever. Uh-huh. Like, that's the weekend. Like, I just, like, yeah, I'll, yeah, let's sleep with you, but can you have your husband's t shirt on? What? Who would ever? That's about enough I'll buy that one. I think that was. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I think. I think uh, that Mondo guy's safe. I think his marriage is okay. I don't yeah, really I, think that that guy. I mean, so, uh, yes, I'm going to cheat on my husband, but I'm going to wear his T-shirt, okay? that's <laughs> you know, I have to do that. It, you know,
0: it, it's somehow, it, it's like a local comic version of having a golden shower party in Moscow with Russian hookers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it just I, I don't know I, I kind of bummed I mean I'm not bummed I enjoyed the movie and I think that would have been tedious to watch this stupid beef but yeah like part of me kind of wished I would have seen what happened. happened. did
0: yeah, you like Guardians I, of the Galaxy I, is it a good movie
1: loved it loved it it, was a lot of, it wasn't as good as the first one but still a whole lot of fun so mm. yeah it was great it was a good time
0: we have a local connection to that which uh, there's a, a guy and he's in his 70s he's a local comedy he's a funny guy his named Arthur Belkind and he owned a uh, a music company uh, a record company back in the 70s and actually was the guy who recorded uh, the Lakeshore Drive song which is in Guardians of the Galaxy the it starts you're up okay. Yeah and it was like one of those things it's like he was he's like a 12 year old I saw him Wednesday night we uh, did a benefit together and he goes he goes the song and there's only one guy left alive from the band uh, the the Haynes guy and they they oh, wow. they started doing videos. About it. It's like one of those things you did when you were a kid. It was a regional hit. I remember from when I was a kid and I lived in the Midwest. And then it went in obscurity. And the only people to remember it were like people my age who were high at that time in the Midwest. <laughs> and now it's a it's a huge hit again. And they are just like overjoyed. So it just goes to show sometimes something you do when you're a kid. Sometimes you do something with your kid, and then when you're in your 60s, the cops arrest you for it and go, you knew you were going to go down for
1: this. (laughs) This is one of the good stories. Like, holy shit. It it made me more money than I ever thought it would.
0: Exactly. I think that's what's going on for them. Um, That's crazy. You came out of Texas, man. You came out of the Texas scene? Yep. Dallas or Houston? Dallas.
1: Dallas or my hometown.
0: Dallas. Okay. So, I mean, and that's, there there are some... uh, I don't know if the Houston comedy scene is what it was, say in the '70s or '80s. Austin has one. I don't think. I
1: don't know. I, honestly, I don't know if it will ever. I mean, I, I love Houston, and the comics there are super, really, really funny, good. I, but I don't know if that scene is ever going to be how it was back in those days. Like, I don't. I just don't think it's ever going to be that amazing again.
0: Yeah, that that was that was quite a time. There was a, a woman named Sharon Menzel had that little club and. Uh, and, you know, Sam and Bill, and, and then other people, you know, Ron Shock, you know, any comic, sure. uh, uh, you know, uh, comics know Ron. You know, he was a, he was a, a great comic. Uh, I had I had the uh, pleasure. One
1: the, still one of the best storytelling comedians I think you'll ever see. They said it time. was
0: a suicide. Here's how yeah. it happened. <laughs> 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 there were other guys, Fred Greenlee, who's kind of uh, forgotten, but was a very, very funny stand-up comic, and later on, be. uh Became a sitcom writer. I mean, so many good guys came out of that scene. But Dallas, I'm not as familiar with... I, I know the guys who own the Dallas Improv. You know, I know them. Uh, did you sure. come up out of there, or how did it happen?
1: Uh, I started at this little club. Uh, we're just running because it sounds like a gay bar, but it's not. It was called the Backdoor Comedy Club. And um, mm. that was in Dallas. And Clever. these two women and Jan and Linda ran it. And they still run it. It's still there. Uh, it kind of hopped all over town. Because uh, they were kind of like the the the, the idea was uh, they would go to a venue and have like a small back room area, right? And uh-huh. they would you know turn that into a comedy club, and that's where pretty much most Dallas comedians got their start. And then you know it was one of those things where you just hoped that uh, you know uh, one of the guys at the improv would see you, and then Randy uh, put the Hyena's Club there too.
0: Yeah, and that was really
1: nice because there was just so many more options and. uh and they're both just tremendous rooms, and uh, the back door was a lot of fun. You know, it was a really cool place to kind of, you know, learn to do comedy and all that. So the, I started there, but then, uh, you know, fortunately, I, I got in with the other clubs, uh, you know, a little bit and, and, and would work them as often as I could.
0: You know, I, I haven't asked uh, a lot of people this, but um, it's an interesting question. So you start out, you know, and you're working, you know, what is basically not a comedy club, but like a comedy show. You know, you're living in Dallas, and then you go from there to actually really do a national television. You're backstage at the Conan O'Brien show. You're backstage, and I, you know, and I, I've right. I've I've been involved with these things before. Sure. Did, are you then aware, or do you stand there and go, "Wow, look where I am"? I mean, what 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 went through your mind while you're standing there behind a curtain, the show's going on, and you know you're gonna be going on in a second that you went from point A to now point B. What went through your head at that moment in time?
1: You know, I wish I could give you a really good answer to that, but the truth was, I, all I was thinking was, "Don't fuck it up." That <laughs> was it. And I did. I, it, there was no like, "Oh man, I can't believe I made." All day I was just laser focused on making sure I did the set. You know?
0: Yeah. And
1: actually, what really helped was being behind the curtain because uh, I remember I was I got I got a little psyched out. Um, by the whole thing, just thinking, "Oh man, I can't mess this up. I can't mess this up it's such a you know." But then I just walked up to the curtain, and I was like, "Oh shit, it's just another show."
0: Yes, you know, that's how I
1: look at it. Like I'm just gonna. These curtain doors are gonna open, and there's gonna be an audience right there, and you just have to ignore the cameras, and that's it. And it's 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 a uh, it, it. Luckily, was okay because that really helped. It kind of grounded me, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm just back. It's just another gig. It's fine."
0: You know, and
1: that's kind of, you know, I'm sure you have a lot of comics who listen, and if you ever get that late night spot, remember, it's just another show. That's it. Just, uh, in fact, of all people, uh, I was at the uh, Comedy Magic Club in Hermosa Beach uh, a few years ago, and Gary Shannon was there. And another comic in the green room was about to go to a late night spot. And he asked Shamling, like, hey, do you have any advice? And Shamling told him. And I remember just, I go, this advice was for somebody else. But I'm like, I'm pocketing this. You know, like, I'm to yeah. listen to this. And, and Shamling had said, just remember that you're playing to the people in this in the theater, not the cameras. He goes, yeah. No, just, just, he goes, you're just doing a show for the people, for the 150, 200 people that are sitting there watching. That's it. And having that kind of, having that kind of, you know, remembering that as I was waiting to go on stage, really, really helped.
0: You know, um, that club, the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach, ran by Mike Lacey. You know, from the beginning and still, uh, and a guy who's never gotten yep. he's never gotten cynical. He's never got burnt out. He never looks at comics like, eh, you know. Uh, it's, oh no, he's such a good dude,
1: man. It's great. But that's yeah.
0: kind of an exclusive. He is very he's very specific about what he wants at his club. It's not like he's a snob about it. But he's very exclusive about what he wants. I, I sat in the back with him one night while he was watching videos. This is quite some time back. And someone had sent a video, and it was they were dealing with a lot of scatological stuff and crude references. And he looked at me and he goes, they know who I am. They know what I like. Why did they send this to me? You know? It, right. Right. <laughs> it's not an easy club. It, it's, once you do it, you, you know, it's a great room. And when you hit it, man, the audience is there for you as much as you're there for the audience. But it's kind of a little bit of a difficult process to become someone who Mike goes, okay, I want you at my club. How did that happen for you?
1: Um, I was working, I was actually doing a Montreal showcase at the Hollywood Improv, and um, Richard, who is the booker for Mike, and, and kind of knows what mike likes and he's great about that richard is so good at, at, at just booking that room and, and helping run it and stuff uh richard saw me and he liked me and uh and I, i'm pretty r-rated but you know uh, i'm richard just had uh, another comic named nick griffin was super funny sure that, and nick vouched for me and uh and then so richard just hit me up and was like hey um you know, I liked what I saw, and he goes, "Would you mind? You know, let's do a showcase because you have to be uh, a little bit cleaner if you don't mind." I'm like, "Hey, that, that's fine." You know, so it was, uh, it was nice.
0: Yeah, well, I, I mean, that's cool. I mean, Richard, you know, Nick Griffin is uh, my favorite insomniac. Um, I don't think he's been asleep <laughs> since I met him twenty years ago. So, tw- thirty years right. ago, yeah. So, uh, Nick is still a rising young star. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So, I got to ask you this, all right? So, I, I watched your videos, and I'm talking to you, okay? You are um, you're uh, of Mexican heritage, correct? Yeah, yep. You're from Texas, okay? And yeah. you sound like you're from the Bronx. So, what gives, dude?
1: I get that all the time. I don't know. <laughs> My mom, uh, growing up, hated the Texas accent. So, she was like, okay, you're not going to ever talk that way. And I was like, well, ah, sure. Like, she just, she made the point to make fun of that accent through the through my learning to talk years, if that makes sense. <laughs> you know, so, just to make sure I never sounded like all my friends or neighbors was kind of her move.
0: <laughs> Did you ever have, like, a situation where you're, like, a kid and you're, you're standing there and somebody goes, you ain't from here, and go, yeah, I am, you're my dad. So... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: you probably, everybody else is up there talking their nose, going, How you doing there, buddy? And, uh, uh you're are you going, hey, how's it going, my friend? And you're going, Hey, uh, here's what I think. We should play Canasta. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there was a lot of, like, it was funny. Everybody thought I was from New York. Everybody. Growing yeah. Up, everyone I, I was in the East Coaster. And I was like, No, I mean, I was yeah, born and raised in Dallas, but, I mean, you know, yeah, just, uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting
0: for sure. Now, here's an important question uh, that I think somebody, you, we've kind of established uh, your integrity. Hookers and Blow, which town is the easiest for both? Oh, <laughs> man. Uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I hear <really> Saskatchewan, but... I, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I just... And hookers and low. Like, yeah, both. Yeah, both. Not just one or the other. You yeah, know? I've never
1: done... I've never done them both. at the same. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a one or the other guy. <laughs> you, know, you got a budget. I, yeah, well, not even that. It's just, you know, I just get so overwhelmed. And I don't want to get, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> God, I, that's a great question. I'm going to have to go West Memphis. West Memphis,
0: Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> stands to reason is this your first time in yeah. phoenix
1: no no this is uh, i've been here uh, several times before but this is my second time headlining rick's room so i'm really excited to be back
0: for sure well man um you know we, we like i said we uh, we watch your videos we like to, if we don't know the comic uh, and, and fortunately, we, get, we know we know so many and so many that come through town. We don't know the comic. We like, to, we like to take a look because we want to put you in a good light. I watch your stuff. This is the truth. I'm going to tell you this. I want the audience to hear this as well. So I had my, uh, uh, my device. What is this? What device? I've got three or four of them sitting here. IPad. This is a note. A note it's like a notebook. Yeah. I have my notebook. I'm watching on my notebook. Okay? I can see you and I can right. hear you. And but it's kind of tinny coming through my notebook, and my wife was on the other side of the studio setting stuff up, and she's laughing just listening to you. So I well, mean, hi. yeah. So that that was very cool because I was laughing, but she was, she's not going to laugh because I laugh. She's going to go. I'll 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 be the judge if I think it's funny or not. <laughs> so uh, we both we both found all your stuff very funny, man. And uh, we're going to urge people if you're looking for something to do this weekend, two shows tonight, and you should be looking for something to do this weekend uh two shows tonight two shows saturday one show sunday rick bronson's house of comedy jerry rocha ladies and gentlemen that's it and and Thanks who have
1: me man thank you so much who
0: else is on the show with you
1: uh, we have uh, jack usdorian and uh shit i forgot the name of the other guy but he's a local guy very funny and of course i'm being a dick and i forgot his name but uh He's really funny. So that's all about. That. Well,
0: that's please true. tell Jack that Tony Visick said hi, and tell Jack, uh, tell his father, I said hello. I'll be in, I'll be in LA yeah, a couple I'll weeks. Be, I'm going to stop do down when I get back to LA. That their sure. club is rocking in LA, man. He, uh, he's, uh, it, it, and, and they
1: have a newer location. And yeah, even better.
0: Uh, I world. went and visited Tony. Come here, take a look at this. I go. That's a plant. It is a very good plant, Tony. You should look at this plant. <laughs> <You know. laughs> this is a green plant, Tony. Where I come from, there was no green plants. Now I own this, Tony. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so please tell those guys they said hi thank you very much for taking time time time, out of your morning buddy all right we'll talk to you soon all right bye have a
1: good bye bye